0: We're talking with Mike Shea. He's a volunteer with MineWatch, the community organization that's opposed to Rise Gold's desire to reopen the Idaho-Maryland mine. Mike, thank you for talking with us.
1: Yeah, thanks for interviewing me.
0: This past weekend, you guys had petitions out all over the county for people to sign to oppose the reopening of the Idaho-Maryland mine. And then there's going to be a planning commission meeting coming up this Thursday morning. Let's talk first about the petition that you guys handed out.
1: Yeah, so we're a grassroots organization and we're just asking people if they're opposed to the mine to sign our petition, which is available both on our website and we had tabling events over the weekend at a number of different locations and we had petitions available there and there are some local businesses that have petitions um, for their customers to sign and basically the petition is just telling the board of supervisors that we're opposed to the mine.
0: The Planning Commission meeting is scheduled for this Thursday, March 24th at 9 a.m. at the Planning Commission office there at the Rood Center in Nevada City.
1: The meeting this Thursday is before the Planning Commission, and the petitions are directed to the Board of Supervisors. So this Thursday, we'll be presenting what we see as the flaws in the draft environmental impact report.
0: I see a note where it says the close of public comment is on April 4th, so I guess there's still time to sign the petition even after the meeting on Thursday.
1: Yeah, that's correct. And I believe that you know that even after April 4th, people can sign the petition. Because the petition's different than commenting on um, the Draft Environmental Impact Report.
0: So there's a DEIR coming up, that's the Draft Environmental Impact Report. It's been circulated by the Idaho-Maryland Mine Project. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. The draft environmental impact report was based on technical studies that were paid for by Risegold. So just like tobacco companies paying for studies that show smoking doesn't cause cancer, or the oil industry paying for studies saying that there's no such thing as global warming, the Risegold studies were not objective, in my opinion, and were biased towards favoring the mine. And because the county has not paid to have any environmental studies or technical studies done, I mean, there's, there's subjects such as noise, hydrology, the impact the mine would have on wells, air quality, and greenhouse gas emissions, the county would just accept what RISE is submitting. So it's up to us concerned citizens to point out the deficiencies in the draft environmental impact report and the studies that draft EIR is based on.
0: So I would assume that the community would then need to come up with some money to form their own environmental impact report.
1: Well, that would be nice, but um, unlike Risegold, who has you know, large-dollar investors, we're just a grassroots organization. You know, we get some grants, and the rest of the money we get is just based on donations, so we can't afford really to hire a large group of people to prepare a draft environmental impact report. We have hired some subject matter experts to look at things like noise and air quality and, and water. We just can't do a full-blown study like RISE did.
0: So whose job is it to evaluate the environmental impact report? Would that be the planning commissions then?
1: Yes. hmm
0: And then they spend the money to check out things?
1: Well, th- yeah, but they're not going to do that. I mean, I th- they're going to just look at what RISE submitted look at you know, what comments we have and then they're going to determine whether they think the EIR is adequate or not. And our hope is is that they will find that it's not adequate, that when they look at everything that we show, they'll see that the, the EIR is deficient and they'll ask RISE to redo the technical studies and then have another environmental impact report prepared. That's our hope anyway.
0: Can you talk about some of the reasons that the community environmental advocates oppose the opening of the Idaho-Maryland mine?
1: Yeah, sure. So things like air quality is a big one, that the mine would have a drastic impact on the air quality of not only Nevada County, but really the world. Because the greenhouse gas that they would emit, you know, it's not going to just stay in Nevada County. It's going to affect everybody. I believe in global warming, and I can't see putting all this greenhouse gas into the air to extract gold, which is going to mainly be used for investment purposes, for jewelry, and a small amount for electronics. So it's not a strategic metal that's needed. It's just more of a vanity thing, and there's no point in emitting all this greenhouse gas so somebody can wear some jewelry or a wealthy investor can buy some gold coins. Another big impact would be on wells. So the mine, if it gets approved, they have to dewater the existing mine shafts and then pump out over a million gallons a day to keep the mine from flooding again. And Rise is claiming that really the only wells that are going to be affected on East Bennett, but we believe that there are going to be a lot of wells affected. In fact, when M-Gold had a a hydrology study prepared when they were trying to reopen the mine, they found that about a hundred wells would be affected. So, you know, there's a huge disparity between what Risegold's hydrologists found and what the M-gold hydrologists found. And we'll wait for the planning commission meeting to show what our hydrology study found. Wells um, is a is a big issue that a lot of people are on wells and if their well goes dry, you know, they're up the creek. Well there's no but there's no creek. <laughs> <laughs> Another issue is noise, that the noise the mine would produce would impact us nearby neighbors. So I'll just leave it at that.
0: I'm looking at the Planning Commission's website. It says the proposed project would reignite underground mining and gold mineralization processing for the Idaho-Maryland mine over an 80-year permit period with gold mineralization processing and underground exploration and mining proposed to operate 24 hours a day, seven days a week during full operations. So that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week for 80 years. That's correct. That's, a, that's quite a permit there.
1: I mean, an 80-year permit is, that's crazy, in my opinion.
0: The meeting is coming up this Thursday, 9.30 a.m. at the Planning Commissioning Department over there in the Rood Center. I guess you guys are asking folks to meet in the parking lot around 9 to get ready for the meeting. The website is mindwatchnc.org. Anything else you want folks to know, Mike?
1: Well, I just hope that uh, people that are against the mine will let their supervisors know that they are against the mine and urge the supervisor to vote no on approving it.
0: We've been talking with Mike Shea. He's a volunteer for MineWatch, the community environmental advocates opposing the Idaho-Maryland mine. Thank you for your time, Mike.
1: Okay, thank you.